Show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern. That's nine Pacific for about an hour. We talk about guns. That was a loud one. It's the third of July. It's episode six oh two. So puppy's freaking out because the mortar just went off next door. Come here. You guys hear that one on the microphone? Oh yeah. So I uh, got her up. Unless she's concerned, but she's looking around. Anyway, uh, it's. That's what I said. 602, it's Tuesday, so it's the day after the second. So we're still going to do Second Amendment stuff because it's Tuesday. We'll be talking about the DGRO, Dr. Go, the Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. We're going to take a look at uh, John Lott today, who's a researcher, and talk about something that's coming up on the calendar. And we've got some people joining us today. So we got a couple of hosts. We've got myself in Tucson. we got Angelina joining from California. Thanks for joining Going up. Uh -oh. well, she found a new place to go. And then we got uh, Gary jumping in from Kansas. Thanks for joining. Hello. Thanks for the invite. And Cycle jumping back in from Connecticut. Hey there. Now, to all the people that complained about the video I put up where the guy was grinding off his front sight. Grinding off his front sight. Off of what gun? Uh, it was actually it was a really cool gun. It was a rolling block, a really old rolling block that he's getting ready for the uh, pre eighteen ninety shoot we're having in another week or two. And he needed a he needed a higher sight blade, so he had a he had a piece of brass on there, and he was he had brought a a, a uh, what do you call it a, a portable electric drill, you know, battery operated drill that had a grinding stone on it, and he was grinding off the front sight. And it was cool because I had looked up the, you know, the, the you have those sight things, the sight calculators on the internet that says if you're this far away and your sights are this far apart and you're off by this much, here's how much you have to cut off. So it worked out good. It worked out good for both he and I. So he like tuned his gun on the spot. Yep, that's what exactly what he was doing. Oh, and he was he was with me on the twenty five yard line. And then when he when he got a hit and good on twenty five, he moved to a hundred. And I hung around and watched him shoot it at hundred because I just love watching people shoot old guns. Did you get to shoot it? Did I get to what? Did you get to shoot it? No, he only brought the foolish guy. He only brought ten rounds of ammo. He thought he had more made because he he reloads his own, and he only had ten, so he had to be very parsimonious with it to make sure he got it sighted in. No, right, well. Coolest guy for sure. Yeah, it was it was a real big one though. It was like a a three sixty or a three eighty. The, the the rounds were monstrous. That look it looked like a forty five seventy on steroids. The thing was huge. Was it loud? Oh yeah, it was plenty loud. 
imagine so. All right, well, we uh, talk about gun topics here, and uh, every day we talk about three, three things. So uh, before we do that, we'll see what everyone found out overnight um, since, you know, the whole day has gone by. Uh, G-Webs, anything good? Nope, nothing, all that amazing uh, over here. All right, Gary. All I did today was go to work. Pretty boring stuff, really. Um, I actually took my amateur extra exam and passed it with flying colors. So oh. I now have the highest level ham radio license you can get. Oh, that's cool. And my brother-in-law called me the other day because he's ready to make me some. I have that, that Webley that I bought in Tulsa that had been shaved so it could use uh, uh, 45 ACPs, you know, with moon clips. But I don't want to do that. So we're, I, I ordered some brass from Starline, uh, the 45 uh, rimmed, and he's going to make me some special loads for it so I can shoot it. So that'll be the next video coming up, uh, depending on how long it takes him to make it. That's cool. What do you shoot your videos on, out of curiosity? Uh, a uh, my I yeah, shoot them on my my phone. Oh, okay. I mean, I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, I have one of those. I went to the store and bought a. I could get one of those selfie sticks for a dollar at the dollar store, and you unscrew the head of it, and it screws right onto a standard uh, tripod. So I can clamp my phone into a standard tripod and use that. Now, when I do the on the rare occasions where I do a video where I actually do a picture in picture and I show the target at the same time I'm shooting it, I actually do have a really cheap shit digital camera that I got off of eBay for like 15 bucks. And that's what I use, but I, I put it really close to the target or, or it won't come out. And I'm always worried about I'm going to shoot the damn thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like uh that's any content maker's worry, right? I mean, but you're doing action videos, it sounds like. Like, you're actually going out there and shooting. Yeah, a lot of people don't like to watch videos of people shooting stuff. And my thing is, it's boring to watch somebody just pull the trigger on the gun. I want to see the target afterwards. Yeah. So if you show me the target while you're shooting it, or you go up and show it to me after, and then I can say, man, that guy's a horrible shot, or wow, what a great job. You know, I like those a lot better. But just to say, bang, 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 eh, it, it went good, it shot good. Well, okay, I'm taking your word for it. But I'd really prefer to see the target. Yeah, dude, I think we are kindred souls in the shooting video realm because that's, like, what I'm into, too. I totally want to, like, I want to see the outcome. Yep. Um, all right, so our first little topic for today is Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. I've actually never heard of this before, um, but I have been browsing the website, and it looks pretty cool in that, like, their headline right here is, 2adoc.com will connect patients with gun-friendly providers. And right off the bat, I can tell you that's kind of an important thing because on uh, the CalGuns Facebook page, I often see people posting uh, pictures from like, they're bringing their kid to the doctor because they got a cold and on the papers they got to fill out, it says like, are there guns in your home? I mean, what does that have to do with a cold, right? 
So, uh, yeah, do yeah, it. I mean, do they ask them if they have swimming pools? Do they ask them if they have hazardous chemicals or any of that stuff? I mean, you know, come yeah. on. Do you have knives in your home? Do you have, like, a baseball bat in your home? Um, yeah, I mean, that a kid's, like, unless there's something I'm missing, but so I don't know. But I feel like if you're taking your kid for like a checkup or they got a cold or whatever, that's not relevant information. So why are you why are you asking? Um, and I'm sure it's some kind of weird anti-gun thing or some kind of way to control something. So yeah, I mean, if anyone knows a real reason for that, let me know. But uh, G-Webs, take your two uh, A doctor away. Right on. So, Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership started in 1993. Tim Wheeler, Robert Young, and now John Eden is the guys who are running it. So, it's interesting in a couple of ways. First off, they started in 93, which was when the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, was spending a lot of money with an agenda. So, unlike a government agency supposed to be tasked with a non-biased, I guess, uh, you know, fact discovery, and then reporting so that people can make legislation and decisions based on that. Uh, it was proven that they were doing it with an agenda and all the funding uh, was basically government money being spent on anti-gun uh, research. And once that was proven, uh, the I think the NRA, but also with the direction of this group of doctors, uh, being used as expert witnesses and knowing the the, the, the situation um, helped defund that CDC spending. And we hear a lot about that, uh, the repercussions of that, at least the echoes of that or the consequences of that um, when they bitch and moan and say that the Center for Disease Control is is limited and, and uh, told that they can't spend on it. And it was literally because they were uh, you know, doing things unscrupulously. They were held accountable and now that history has moved along and they're not teaching it, uh, I think it's, you know, they're revisionist now. So now they're claiming different, you know, situation from the results of all that. So I think from that from that angle alone, the doctor's responsible gun ownership is interesting. Uh, but then I've heard them a couple of times because they're usually one of the speakers, well, at least they're speakers every time I've been aware of the Gun Rights Policy Conference. And they have different interesting aspects that we don't think about. For example, suicide. Uh, suicide's a, you know, an ugly thing, and nobody really wants to talk about it. But it has a lot to do with the gun uh, rights, uh, I guess, realm. All in lots of ways, actually. Uh, so the doctors, of course, are involved because they're knowledgeable about that. Uh, but also a lot of the anti-gun. Um, um, motivation from California is from this one guy, Dr. Winnemute. He's an emergency room doctor. He's the guy that coined the phrase Ring of Fire for the Saturday Night Specials made in LA. And that guy was involved with the Brightco going out of business because they were sued for $4 million, an unprecedented amount of, uh, um, what do you call, um, manufacturer responsibility for the acts of a 12-year-old and the uh, those consequences based off of the, the adults leaving a loaded firearm with, you know, 12 year old having access to it. The uh, doctor was responsible since anti-gun legislation hadn't been effective, thanks to the California gun owners and others. 
um, because anti-gun legislation wasn't effective, they decided to go punitively after the manufacturers, and they started to make some leads there. And these doctors are are um, there to stand as a resistance to that because if we have just doctors on the other side, it makes it look like we're not knowledgeable and we don't have a valid position when they claim that firearms are a uh, like a health risk. So I think the doctors are doing a lot of good over there. Uh, they're rational. They're really interesting to talk to. Of course, they're doctors, so they're just good at you know presenting information. And like I say, they come at it with a, an interesting angle most of the time. So it's kind of dry at times, but it's almost always got kernels of interesting info that depending on who you're talking to, it's, val it's valuable um, reference to have, valuable resource to have, uh, knowing that these doctors are there. Because a lot of times, the antis will be regurgitating some sort of national health issue, like so, you know some alleged national health issue because of firearms. And these doctors have great stuff to uh, retaliate against any of those arguments. Um, I've met a couple of them. They're real good guys, and you can hear them. Uh, we've got links on Minuteman University. Uh, I'll put them over here in the uh, description of the video, uh, and you can listen to some of their, I don't know if they're really TED Talks, but you know that type of thing, 10, 15-minute discussions on different topics. And these three doctors, at least, that are part of Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership uh, have quite a few things online that are firearms-related. Well, um, <clears throat> I mean, that's the, it looks like they have a lot of good resources on their website. Um, so it looks like something that pretty much anyone who's into guns and gun rights and stuff like that would take something away from. So I, I would encourage a visit to the website for sure. And that stuff that you talked about too, the sourcing pro-gun doctors is super nice too because, uh, well, like you say, they're trying to center there. There are people that are trying to make gun ownership a mental issue or some sort of a societal uh, disease, and therefore doctors are somehow, you know, need to be aware of it. And that's not the only way to think about it. It's certainly not the only way we can go. I'm also a big fan of um, giving my money to people who like support my rights and stuff like that. So, I mean, I would want to give a doctor who is actually a believer in things similar to I am my money, I guess. Yeah, seriously, just getting your tooth pulled or like a splinter or whatever, just give it to a doctor that's pro two way. Yeah. My, uh, my uh, dentist, you know, the gal that does my cleanings and stuff, she and her husband were actually NFA three owners and they had fully automatic weapons and shit. And he was a motorcycle rider like me. And I love going in there because she and I, well, of course I couldn't talk much because my mouth was open with her hands down my throat all the time, but it, it was just so nice to be in there. She liked the same kind of music I did, you know, motorcycle gun shooter. I could say, Hey, here's what's going on in my gun life. And I didn't feel embarrassed. You know, it was great. Oral hygienist, that's the word I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I think that's a, uh, that's a thing for me. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's nice. It's nice when, I guess, you support things with your wallet. 
So do they provide any service like telling you what doctors in your area are pro 2A or anything like that? So you make sure and go go the right person. I, I kind of brushed over it with their history, but yeah, that's their, their, their like modern initiatives and stuff are to have um, a vetted list of doctors and they don't keep a database. So there's no database of that they have that's gun owners that needed medical. So they do it with privacy in other words. Okay. All right, so with that, I guess we can move on along to something else. So that was that, and we tried, We usually try to come up with a member each day. We don't have one in here, so do we have a member we want to come up with? Do we have a member in mind? Um, I'm going to say Vanessa Kitty. Okay, so uh, Vanessa Kitty's been active in the chats for a while. I think everybody knows her name. Uh, I think she's actually been in a chat or two. And... Um, I think she's a lot of fun. She's been around in the uh, daytime chats and in the evening chats. She's uh, participated by posting pictures and stuff, so we can, you know, I'll talk about whatever project she's working on or whatever. So, yeah, exactly what we book on channels for. I'm glad to have her around. Plus, otherwise, it'd be a sausage fest without the girls around. Yeah, it's nice to, uh, you know, know there's another lady about. Probably go off to private rooms and talk about purses and ruffles or frills or something. Yeah, well, when any of us have to go to the bathroom, we all go to another hangout where we're in the bathroom together. That's what yeah, The best part of Vanessa Kitty is that she's a STEM person. You know, she's highly yep. educated and, and, and appears to be a very smart gal. And, you know, that's the kind of those are the kind of people we need around really smart, intelligent people that, you know, know their way around a. Uh, scientific calculator and all that other stuff. Oh, that's a good point because we do try to have discussions. I mean, there's plenty of places you can just chat and we try to have chat with a bit of direction, keep communication pathways open, people with uh, heads on their shoulders that are conscious of Second Amendment issues and stuff and trying to come up with ways to amplify messages and, you know, keep awareness, you know, as, as well, keep people as aware as possible. So, yeah, I think that's a great, you hit it on the nail on the head there. Yes. Yeah, I, and I forgot about the retired military part. That just adds to the that just adds to that as well. All right. Well, I mean, I picked a good one. So um, that's what happens when women do the picking. So anyway, so for our next trick, what about a daily gun shop? And I noticed that we don't have one in here. But we have a Gary and a Cycle, so that means... Oh, I figured I could pick one. One of the two dudes to pick the gun shop? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick the gun shop. All right. All right, so <laughs> let me do a screen share here. Um, this is somewhere... Am I showing secrets? Yeah. No, it says Angela Shooting Ranges. You're good. Okay. So let me just find. Oh, it looks like homework or something. What's going on here? I'm just trying to find the freaking window, bro. Uh, here it is. What the hell? Yeah, right off the bat, it looks like they're giving you homework. Is this like typical for a gun shop in California? 
Oh, so this is uh, this, this is, is the form you fill out before you can see the gun shop on the website. Yeah, this is the you're, you got to fill out your permission slip. Um, I shoot at this range. It actually recently burnt down, but they built it back up. So this is these little. Uh, well, we'll look at we'll look at pictures. I like how the target stands are already good to go with targets on them. Is this an indoor range or an outdoor range? An outdoor range. So you grab one of these. I think it's like six bucks. And then <coughs> the fucking frame, you, they keep your six dollars. But um, yeah. Well, you, they give it back to you. Okay, I can handle a six dollar deposit if you don't hit the frame. Yeah, if you don't hit the frame or somebody else doesn't hit your frame because everybody there sucks. Um. So yeah, I mean they got targets, they got some shirts and stuff, um, ammo. They do not rent firearms. Yeah, they do not rent firearms. Uh, they used to actually be the only place I could find twenty-two short ammo. So here's the prices on. Jesus, they raised the price. Is that all day? Yeah, it's all day. Uh, when you talk to California near LA for a day, that's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty much the only outdoor range you're going to be able to get to. It's like coffee money in California, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, 20 bucks, that's uh, it's a little. You know, it's, it's like a macchiato with a lemon twist, you know, no big deal. Upside down, Carl Macchiato. That's my yeah. order. Um, anyway, get some discounts. Uh, what else do they do? They got classes here. You know how long they've been there? Uh, yeah, 1958, right here. Oh, okay, cool. And it's actually like, so it's actually in the Angeles Forest, which is kind of like just in the middle of in Los Angeles. So sometimes you'll call a ceasefire because there's deer running across the range or up in the hills or something. I've been to uh, range like that. So. I mean, I always like that because I like to see like the animals. But um, yeah, it's a nice place. Got, um, no, it's twenty dollars a day. You can be a yearly member. I think you can be a yearly member. Yes, and then you still have to pay per day to go, but it's just like five dollars or something. Um, here's some other pictures to give you an idea. So these are all like, this is the rifle side. So it's long range. And then there's steel targets in the back. Well, it's already nicer than the one we went to with heavy because there's trees at this one. I mean, didn't have any shade at all. Yeah, this has an overhang too. So there's, you like, you get a little bit of shade. Now are you shooting north, south, east, west? How are you shooting here? You know? Um, you're shooting to, to the east. So you want to go there in the afternoon, and you don't have to worry about sun. Then. It's well. I mean, it's it's hot and everything. Oh, see, these people have got some deer on the range there, so they call a ceasefire, and then they chase them off in a golf cart sometimes. And there's over here's a little uh, little steel range, and back here there's some steel plates. It's pretty. Uh, I don't know. It's a normal, normal range. Mix of people. There's the targets. There's the uh, steel. Oh. 
All right, so yeah, that's the uh, gun shop for the day. Right on. Cool. Now, do they do they actually have a? Uh, I know you you showed that they sold ammunition and stuff. Do they actually sell or lease uh, firearms there? They oh, there's a gun store there now. Um, it's not actually the range though. It's called Angelus Armory, and it's uh, like they rent space from the place or something. I think yeah, it's just in the same vicinity. Like this is kind of like off the beaten path a little bit. Yeah, if it's on site, that's all it counts. Yeah, so it's they got a little uh, a little gun store, and from what I see, I mean, it looks pretty good. So, um, yeah, and then there's see they got all these ammo restrictions now. They only sell ammo if you're shooting at the range, if up to fifty BMG, no steel core, so typical stuff. They do go around checking your ammo. With a magnet. Wow. Uh, I've been caught once or twice. But, <laughs> yeah, so there's this is the stuff here. So they got this Silhouette Club, Defensive Firearms Instruction. That's a gun store right there. This More and More Sporting Clays. Freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah, right now. What? Oh, I'm not seeing sure. Um... Anyway, just 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 showing other stuff they have, but yeah, it's a if you're in the LA area, I encourage a trip. All right, one of the things we forgot to say about Vanessa Kitty is she's also uh, Early Watch Connecticut. So the Early Watch Nation is a bunch of people that are um, kind of plain zoned or in the different states and sending information into the early watch uh, project so that uh, people can more easily keep track of what all's happening in Second Amendment rain, uh, areas around the country. Definitely a team player. I just added the uh, range to the show notes, so thanks for that. Every day we try to feature a new gun shop, so if you have one you'd like to have us feature, email us at dailygunshow at gmail.com. It's one of the goals of having the show on a daily basis. Uh, we also like to talk about things like a movie of the day. We don't have one today, so we'll dig into history and, I don't know, somebody want to come up with a movie? I just watched there, was a, there was a movie that had Harrison Ford in it as a young man, and I can't remember the name of the uh -huh. other gentleman. He's pretty famous. It's Force uh -huh. 10 from Navarone, I think it was. Hmm. Was he in that one? I think I remember the movie barely. The the other guy that starred in it also starred in the taking of Pelham One Two Three. He was the bad guy in the original mm -hmm. taking of Pelham One Two Three. And uh, that was that was a pretty slick movie. I mean, they were they were you know they had to go. I think they had a demolition a bridge or something, and. Uh, Oh, oh, and 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 the other guy—he was also the uh, the captain in Jaws. Oh yeah, the guy that owned the boat—you know, the older, just kind of scraggy guy. But they were both much younger back then, and that was that was pretty slick. That was a good movie. Okay, so lots of military guns and stuff—you know, really decent. 
it says uh, it's a 1978 British American war film loosely based based on his 1968 uh, novel sequel to the 1961 Guns of Navarone. So maybe I'm thinking of Guns of Navarone. That's where they climb the hill or the mountain. Yeah, Guns of Navarone is where they climb the hill. This is different. This is Force Ten from Navarone. This would be the I guess a. So the sequel where they uh, that same group I guess let's see the roles okay so I guess it uses different people for the roles uh, Guy Hamilton Hamilton or Harrison Ford Carl Weathers Barbara Brock and Richard Keel uh, Hamilton uh, American sabotage unit led by Harrison Ford they steal the Lancaster bomber, uh, do some stuff, captured by Germans. Yeah, it looks like a, kind of a action movie. It's 180. Shaw. What's his name? Shaw was the name of the guy. Uh, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. Thank you. That was the name of the the, uh, the British guy that uh, was in it also. They're sent to find and kill a German spy. They meet up with these guys from the United States, and they go on an adventure for two hours. So I'm gonna have to watch that one. I haven't seen that one in a while. If ever. Yeah, it's pretty slick. Because I'm thinking I'm getting it confused with uh, Guns and Avron. Was Harrison Ford in Guns and Avron? No. No, no. Guns and Avron was really cool though, because they had those huge freaking artillery pieces up there on top of the mountain. And that's a real story, right? Uh, I believe so. I believe it was based on actual events. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see if anybody out there is saying anything. No. I've not seen it, but I don't think anyone's heard. Gary, have you seen it? No, I haven't. All right, well, we're going to have to go with uh, Cycle for the thumbs, then. Oh, yeah, that that's definitely a two thumbs. You know? That, that's some really good stuff. I mean, it's it's old, you know, but sometimes fat, old, and slow uh, gets the job done, too, you know? Yeah, I, I distrust things like the IMDb says 6.4 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes says 58%, but uh, who the That's hell just because of its age. Yeah, who's watching these movies and what do they expect out of a movie? So, right. Um, I don't really like the ones. I'm looking at some of the screenshots of it. And um, is it the kind of movie that's actually like a real movie or is it like the Brady Bunch set? Hard to tell from some of these pictures. Oh, no, no, no. This is a real movie. Okay. So, the. Uh, you know, this has a beginning of a plot and an end and, you know, real sets on location and stuff, yeah. not just. Oh, there's Carl Weathers. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they must go to blow up this dam or a bridge or something. Probably this bridge. Pictures. I think it's a bridge. Yeah. Right. Well, that's Louis. So, um, so it's like bridge over the river Kwai, except that the uh, the prison. guys from the outside blow it up instead of the guys that are actually building it blowing it up. Let's see. Which is you ought to put that on your list. For the future, because that's an incredible movie with Alec, Alec Guinness. Which one? Guns Bridge Over the River Kwai. Oh, yeah, I like that movie. 
We tried doing the movie on GunTube for a while, and not that many people were showing up. So if we can get more people on a night that are also just wing it and have that as our list, and you know, add it to the list of stuff for people to pick. Well, one of the things you talk about with the movie is to get older movies that people just don't see anymore. Yeah, and there's that might be fun. You know, us old farts, you know, we know about the old movies, so. Um, Pickle is asking, is there any movies based on the assault on Point Du Hawk? I don't know what that is. They may know that. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm looking on the internet. Oh, I guess it's something like that. A uh, 100-foot cliff overlooking the English Channel on Normandy uh, during World War II, the highest point between Utah Beach and Omaha Beach. Germans fortified the area with concrete casements and gun pits. On D-Day, the Army Ranger assault group assaulted and captured it, scaling the cliffs. Um, that's not guns in Navarone, I don't think, though. Navarone is not down no. in Spain, right? It sounds like a pretty good film, though. I don't know if there is a film. I'm just reading Wikipedia about the actual situation, so I don't know if there is an actual film. I think he's asking if there's a film. I do not know. Um, Patriot's saying he doesn't think there's a movie, but that he knows there's a documentary. Some of the guys actually talking about it. All right. There's a lot of slap assing going on in the outside chat. All right. So, what did you say? Slap assing? Oh, we see Ballistic Expansion is out there. Right on. Good to see you. Coming up on our fifth year anniversary, so stick around. Going to have all kinds of exciting stuff happening in the next couple of months here. All right, so um, looks like people like Midnight just said he doesn't know any old uh, war movies, so maybe that would be a neat theme. We could take a couple of days out of the week and explore some older movies. He's just too young. Some of them are really cool, and a lot of them are are easy to find online. Um, when I was before the internet, or before YouTube, I should say, uh, back in the forum days, a whole bunch of them were just available as giant files. You know, just a big file. These old uh, movies weren't that data rich, I guess, so they could make them pretty uh, manageable and still be, you know, worth watching. Yeah, so that's they, when a full-length movie was 90 minutes, not just an animated feature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there was, uh, you know, it's not the best footage or not the best quality or whatever, so they can just take it from VHS or whatever they took it from. And anyway, so yeah, there's a lot of those out there on YouTube and stuff. You know, there's the John Wayne stuff and all that, but there was a whole bunch of them that were not so mainstream and are really neat. Oh yeah, fighting CBs. Oh my God. Um, Marion. All right, well. He's actually been to the bridge when he was in Thailand. He took the tour and the train. That it took forever. Wow. Pickle was saying that Red Dawn was the first PG-13. Is that true? Yes, it's true. I think there was a first. There was a, another movie that got a PG-13 rating, but Red Dawn was the first one with the rating released. The other movie was something stupid and didn't get released. Oh, Red Dawn trivia. Um, I was digging through a little bit of the history. I found one interesting thing today. Uh, 
January 3rd or July 3rd is uh, Idaho's birthday. 1890, Idaho, the last of the 50 states, is admitted into the Union. Uh, I don't know why that says that because that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, last of the 48th, can continental United States, maybe. But if they is actually the date that it was admitted to the Union, then who cares if there's a well, maybe it's some kind of a there's maybe more to it because there's a giant paragraph there. But who cares? Idaho's birthday. Congratulations if you live in Idaho. And there's a lot of stuff. I definitely need to get in here and read some of these beforehand. This is the best site ever here. Cycle. I don't know if you've ever seen this site. It's from 2005 or something, but ignore that. And just any date you click on is just immense data about what happened today in military history. Cool. So in 1996, U.S. Secret Service agents claimed to have broken up an operation by a New York couple used monitoring equipment to steal 80,000 cellular telephone numbers and ID codes from motorists on an expressway that passed their apartment building. So you were driving past this apartment building in New York and they were sniffing your cell phone stuff. I remember when that was a thing. You could just buy a cell phone and break it and then sniff everybody else's cell phone info yeah you used to be able to do that with just regular scanners and shit yeah it's pretty crazy but with cell phone simple because you just you'd be on the system anyway uh that's a lot Eighty thousand cellular numbers i don't know what they were doing with that but probably nothing good and that's what the secret service was out there doing i thought they were just the protective president i guess they do other stuff all right, all kinds of other stuff. And then towards the bottom of this same page, they will tell you about how many people were awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor. And it's an insane number again today. One, two. 15, 14, 15, 19, 20, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, Gettysburg Day, I'm assuming. And uh end of Gettysburg was today. It was the end of Gettysburg? Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe that explains a lot of them. So uh that's your day in history. Let's see, we got some other history stuff from our history page. I think. Oh, what's going on there? Why is that got an error? Okay, I don't know why that other one did. Um, today we don't have anything, but tomorrow, the Fourth of July, and all, uh, we all know what that is, unless you're one of the people interviewed on the front page today. But uh, it's Jefferson. It's the day that Jefferson died when he was 83 years old tomorrow, and day that Emma Frenzy was born tomorrow. So uh, I don't know. We'll probably talk about that tomorrow as well. But uh, that's all I got in this calendar. I wonder why this site's down. All right, I guess I won't pay attention to that, and I will keep going with the show. I think we're about done with our topics, and we're running around an hour. So uh, what do we got coming up tomorrow on the gun channels? Um, let's see. I have my computer load. All right, so tomorrow's what? Fourth of July, Wednesday? 
I don't know if any of these are still happening due to the holiday, but uh, in the morning, early watch probably. Uh, Nines is all the thing. 7 p.m. Rick's life as I see it with Rick. Uh, 8 p.m. Clovertack is doing the next generation. 9 p.m. Never enough ammo. And 10 p.m. Eyewitness fake news with Jelzma Outdoors. Jelzma. Um, and then wrap up your night with the Daily Gun Show, which is the best one and better than everything else. Well said. So, uh, Gary, go, uh, Cycle, you got anything coming up? Nope. Nothing that I'm aware of. No videos no. on the way? Nothing that I'm aware of either. Right on. You guys going to do anything for the forest tomorrow? Oh, I'm, God, no. from, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I'm just I'm staying the hell off the streets and away from all the people. They do a they usually do a big fireworks show in Hartford, and even though they put up massive numbers of signs and stuff, people on the highway just pull over on the highway and watch it because it's right there on the river, and it's 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 usually a fairly uh, fractious time. Wow. I'm waiting to hear from my daughter to see whether I'm going there for a day of barbecue and stuff like that, but she may not be feeling well, so I may be staying here instead. You guys have a situation, anybody have a situation where you can see your fireworks from where you're at? Yeah, I can. Easy. That's I can only see the really high stuff. What's it like in California, Angelina? Is it massive, massive fireworks everywhere? Yeah, and it's illegal, so everyone's running around trying to do them in secret. Like, in my city, they have, like, a hotline you can call to rat on your neighbors. Well, that sucks. So, everyone's ratting on their neighbors. Um, I mean, it's dry here. We were just on fire last week. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably not a good idea to do fireworks around here, but people will be doing it. Well, I was thinking more like that. Over by um, Sundance, there's a, so like coming up the highway from Asha's place, and then you take a left and go to your place, there was like a amusement park over there. Um, North of the Hollywood sign. Oh, okay. So I think you mean Universal Studios. No. But anyway, don't, there, there's like all kinds of these places, right? Don't there? Like Disneyland does fireworks every day, right? Yeah, they do fireworks every day. Mention Mountain Disney. Yeah, Six Flags and stuff like that. Um, you'd have all kinds of giant firework displays like that, where you could just go on top of a hill and start watching fireworks displays all around. Yeah, my city does one, so you can go watch that. Um, I live on the other side of the city, so I can't see them from here. But I'll see a few. Um, actually, I'll be night swimming, but um, you can see a few. Is there places in California where you can go sit on a hill and just watch dozens of them, though? I would think you could sit on top of a hill and watch them all down in LA. Yeah, if you go up in the hills, you could go. If I go, I could go up like in like where Charles Manson was living. I could go up in those areas and see like the whole San Fernando Valley. Well, I wouldn't go up there, though. Maybe is what caused him to go crazy. 
seeing too much. Yeah, yeah we've got a couple of places here because we got mountains and you just go up halfway up a mountain and look out and you can see everything that's happening. We got golf courses and quarries and just, you know, neighborhood. So we'll have around fireworks. So if you get up high enough, you can just see all kinds of little displays. It's kind of fun. Pickle saying he can see three different professional shows from his buddy's house. That's pretty cool. And then back when I used to live in the flats, you could sit on a roof and see all kinds of stuff. As long as you get like almost over the trees or at least up to the top of the trees, then you could kind of look around and see them at all the different golf courses and communities and stuff that would happen. Yeah, when I lived in uh, Middletown, I could watch the Middletown fireworks from the roof of my house. And then I could turn around 180 degrees and watch the ones from the town next to us. So it was pretty cool. One time I had to work, so we just, I was the manager, we just closed, took the keys, went up on the roof and watched them all the same way. Just kind of kept turning around and watching different ones as they started up. Seems like a lot of times they'll kind of stagger them too, because they know people are doing that, I think. Good old fireworks shows, well. That's what the 4th of July is all about. And also, I guess, independence from stupid England. So you said you're going to watch it with a bunch of English people? Yeah, because my dad's family is all from England, so. Yeah, yeah. That's always been the thing. So it's always funny that it's always like everyone's got an English accent and we're all celebrating 4th of July. Yeah, Vanessa makes a good point that, you know, some of the vets that have a little bit of PTSD you know, sometimes the fireworks aren't all they're cracked up to be for those poor people. Especially those big loud ones that sound like artillery. Yeah, sometimes you don't realize until you're right underneath them or something, or yeah, they catch you off guard. Like today, I wasn't expecting to start, well, actually not today. I kind of figured they'd happen today, but uh, like Saturday, you know, I started here. I know I'm like, oh yeah, 4th of July is coming. But yeah, if you're in the, not paying attention and one of them went off. I guess one of the things we can look at since we like to talk about two-way in closing, somebody's got a quote, you can get that ready, but um, all the firearms, uh, or I mean fireworks laws are uh, real effective and they keep people, you know, those laws keep people from buying and obtaining fireworks. So um, a lot of people are using them anyway. And, uh, you know, we might have a couple of accidents, but I don't know, hopefully there's some analogies we can use when we're talking to people if we have uh, two-way conversations tomorrow. Um, I mean, I always try to have two way conversations, but everyone's a liberal. Of course, all the English are the liberals. Um, Midnight's asking about Born on the Fourth of July. Like, we do two movies in a day. I guess he doesn't understand a movie a day. Maybe he wasn't good at math. That would have been a good choice, though. So, right did you here. like Born on the Fourth of July? Did you like that movie? Yeah, I actually did. Uh, Angelina, have you seen that movie? Of course not. Uh, Gary. Yeah, I've seen it. You're a fan of that one? 
Oh, uh, there's some I like a lot better than that, but it's all right. Yeah, I don't remember liking it too much. And I don't remember why, but I've only seen it maybe once or twice, maybe once even. It was more of a guy's life story, and then there was some more stuff in it, but it was... Well, it's uh, a big Vietnam anti-war theme and all that stuff, too, so, you know. A multi-state illegal fireworks bust. 35,000 pounds of fireworks and 10 arrests. Dang. I thought he said, first I thought he said show. And I was like, an illegal fireworks show. That sounds cool. How do they do that multi-state? <laughs> so do yeah, let's go. And that's a crap ton of fireworks. All right. Anybody have a quote? You yeah. Wanna... Oh, go ahead, Gary. You got one? So we'll wrap it up with the quote. No, you go ahead. And thanks, for everybody, for jumping in and listening to our show and being part of it. It is an uh, exploration in the new media. And uh, Okay. Today's quote is from Frederick Douglass. A man's rights rest in three boxes, the ballot box, the jury box, and the cartridge box. Uh, that's a good one. Guys and gals, gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com. <laughs>